Welcome to the All Digital AM Podcast. This episode originally aired on July 13th, 2020 as a YouTube. All right. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Adam Penn, and I'm here to continue the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. I'm very excited today to have Kristen Moheran. She is going to talk a little bit more about what's been going on in her life over the last year, especially the last few months with everything we've been going through in this pandemic. But she's also president of AM Cubed and also part of the board of directors at Women in 3D Printing, who has an awesome event coming up July 21st uh, for an aerospace. It's an aerospace panel. So welcome, Kristen. Great to have you here. Great. Thanks so much. I'm really happy to be here. This is, this is, this is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a good time. I know that right now uh, you've had so much going on, so I'm excited that you took a moment of time to talk about some of the things you've been doing and also what's been going on. I know there's a great panel that you've been hosting. Mm-hmm. I think you're, I got to tell you, you, to me, you're one of the best moderators out there because uh, you do a great oh, job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be exciting. We get to more about that panel coming up on July 21st, but I know that you've had amazing background in 3D printing and, and you've been at a lot of amazing companies like Northrop Grumman, mm-hmm. all the way to HP and, uh, you know, everything in between. Uh, we were at LPW, of course, doing a lot of great work. And even before that, I was I was a fan of, you know, you've been in materials development, you know, just kind of really mm-hmm. digging into what can be done and what's possible and then bridging that up into 3D printing and, and additive manufacturing and going through all the development you, you've been through. So how was that initially just kind of what got you into um, looking into material development or what, what made you focus on that for a path? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it's really what I studied in school. I mean, it comes back to that is that and, and it was kind of a process of elimination, to be honest. It was I knew I wanted to study engineering. I've always liked engineering, math and science and physics and stuff. Um, and it was just a process of elimination. I knew I didn't want to be a civil engineer or um, an electrical engineer. And it just kind of slowly through, like, I think everyone, when you're in school, you yeah. just kind of slowly be like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. And then just you go down the path and ended up on material science. Yeah, I did that with architectural uh, engineering. Yeah. I was looking into being an architect and all of a sudden I noticed that the mechanical engineers got paid a lot more. And so I just was like, hmm. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's and the, then, I, then I was yeah, taking it from uh, board drafting to then taking it to, you know, doing it inside the computer and then being able yeah. to do, you know, 3D CAD designs. And, and from there, the rest is history. So yeah, I well, can understand yeah, and that. It's, it's totally one of those things where you, you as well, you don't realize like things are, they're different than what you expect. Like I thought I wanted to be a chemical engineer to start, but then I realized that chemical engineering has very little chemistry in it, which was really kind of took me back. Whereas material science has a lot more chemistry. Yeah. So that's how I kind of ended up going material science as well. Yeah, that's that's real interesting. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure getting into things, that, how was it when you started at Northrop, right? Is that, was that your first jump so into it? So when I first got out of grad school, I went and I was materials and processes engineer at Northrop. So okay. yeah. um, that was, you know, like a lifetime ago. And I did that for a couple of years. Um, we built um, guidance systems for missiles. Actually, oh, and that was yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my first job out of school. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, where was that Northrop location, if you don't mind? Down me? in LA. In LA, yeah, okay. Down in cool. LA, Woodland Hills specifically. Nice, nice. Yeah, I had. I was over in Florida, so I knew that that location over there. Mm. Um, oh gosh, there's like a million locations. I know they're all over, but yeah, that's why yeah. I was like, which which one? You're like Seven Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Every quarter. Space defense industry. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good start, and I and I have to ask about the 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 HP experience because it looked like it was right at the time when they were just you know of course. Getting Getting into the 3D printing side. So what was that like? I mean, that that time there must have felt like a lifetime because of how much it was packed with activity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I joined when they were launching the Metal Jet printer. So that's what yeah. I was brought on to help with that launch. But MJF had been around for several years, you know, at that point. But then Metal, Metal Jet, I was one of the yeah. first people on the business side of things for Metal Jet. And I think I was like the second or third employee um, on the product management side. Um, so that was, yeah, it was super exciting. I mean, it was fun to be a part of 
something that um, I really, I still truly believe is going to change the industry once it's, you know, once it really starts to ramp up. I mean, the printers are still not even out yet officially. So once that really um, takes hold, I think it's going to be exciting. And it was fun to be it there is. at the beginning. Sure. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that being a, a, a mature yeah. uh, technology out there because there's a lot that could be done with it. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. It's, it's, it's going to, it's going to change things. I think definitely the, the technology that and the, the desktop metal machines, I think they're, um, it's a whole new, um, you know, we're going to be able to do a lot, lot higher volume part, part volumes. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. I guess, I guess that that's what it comes down to, of course, is cost per part. You know, you want to make the best possible part you can. But then, of course, some well, of it speed. might be a little... Yeah, speed. speed as well. Being able to do fast parts, you know, with a high quality. You know, you couldn't do that before until you had the, this, um, the binder jet technology that both desktop metal and HP have. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing how that goes. Yeah, so that was an interesting part of your uh, your career there. That's what you know developed as you went along. Yeah, well, that was kind of the tail end. So it started at Northrop, and then I did a bunch of stuff in the middle, and then I did HP at the end before. Yeah. I, well, at the end before I started my own business. Um, yeah. But it was. Um, yeah, it was it was a it's, it was an interesting journey because what happened was I left Northrop um, with the intention of essentially start joining a startup. Or I, I wanted to be in a part of an entrepreneurial environment. I wanted to start my own company or. I want to join, you know, something at early stage. And that's what I ended up doing when I joined a company called American Elements. And we grew and we grew and we grew. And then I left and then um, I joined uh, LPW, which was big, a little bit bigger. And then I worked for Thermo Fisher, which was quite you know, huge. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I was at HP and it was, it was just this funny transition because when I left Northrop Grumman, I left because I wanted to get away from the, the big corporate culture. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, yeah. whatever it was, 15 years, 20 years later, I'm, I'm at HP and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like, this, yeah. is, this is never my intention. I really want to work for small, grow, high growth companies. Um, and so that's when I decided to leave and start my own company because I realized I kind of got off my entrepreneurial track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so that's when you started AM Cube then, right? And yeah. and, and uh, getting into that, I guess, bringing all that background into what you're doing now, um, that, that's uh, that's a huge passion, obviously, and, and, and built upon a foundation of experience. So this has mm. been an interesting year to do that. How has that been over the last year? It's been great. I mean, it, the, you know, the situation, the current COVID uh, situation hasn't really affected me really at all. I mean, if anything, it's given me a bit more, more opportunity because, you know, if, because of COVID, I started uh, doing these panel series and I started yeah. being able to do a lot more. I do quite a few webinars for some of my, my clients. Um, and so if anything, it's kind of given me a bit more exposure. And mm-hmm. as a consultant, that's really, you know, what you need is you need exposure to get your get yourself out there to, to get new clients from a business development perspective. So yeah. it's for me, it hasn't, if anything, it's, um, you know, probably helped my business. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful to get that exposure. Yeah. I know social media has got a large part to do with it for all of us, but a lot of people yeah. have had a hard time, you know, jumping into that venue. Um, it's been uh, really interesting over the last few months to see all the different things that you've been involved in. There's been a lot of different uh, online events and, and panels and mm-hmm. uh, discussions, but it's uh, it's important right now. That I think that people get out there and, and well, do... we all need to feel a sense of you know contact with people. Exactly. I mean, I, so I've worked from home for a long time, um, with the exception of when I was at HP. Yeah, and um, I've never used my video ever. Like I just, you know, cause I work from home. No one wants to get dressed. You don't want to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> and, but now that COVID's happened, it's been really, actually, I really enjoyed it because now everyone uses their cameras. Yeah. And, and I think it's because we all, you know, especially at the beginning when we were all properly quarantined, you needed that yeah. personal interaction. You want to be able to see people. So yeah. it's been fun. I like, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, people opening up their cameras that used to not yeah. do that. It's, you get to see kind of people when they're a bit more who they are because they're not yeah. sitting in a cubicle somewhere or an office somewhere. You get to see, you know, you get to see where, you know, your background and what your life, what the people's lives look like outside of work. 
Right. And people that are open to collaboration, because that's what it really is. You know, you start having these mm. conversations and then that leads to something else you weren't quite like even thinking about, but it opens up so many more opportunities. And I know, totally. um, yeah. I know you even had a quote, so something like that. I think that was one of the first things I noticed uh, when, they, when there was an interview uh, that yeah. was done with you. You were talking about, you know, being open to talking to your community and being out there totally. and taking advantage of things like that. So, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself, certainly, is, you know, just the more people you talk to, the more you learn. And that's, again, yeah. that's what I love about being a consultant is, you know, I talk to, I work with service bureaus, I work with machine builders, I work with raw material providers. And every day I get to learn something new because I'm talking to different people with different backgrounds, ceramics, metals, polymers, whatever. And it's just, um, it's been the best thing for me. I mean, I've learned so much more in the last year than I have, you know, several years leading up to it, just because you have to put yourself out there and you have to take risks and you have to talk to people that you might be nervous to talk to otherwise. <clears throat> yeah, that's that startup mentality. It's it's yeah. uh, it's a lot yeah. about taking all the risks, you know, because exactly. you're, you're going to yeah. fail. But I mean, there's, just, I, I honestly, I'm very confident in saying yeah. that, um, and this is what I tell myself when I get nervous about things as well, is every risk I've, I've ever taken, I, I can't think of one that hasn't ultimately in the long run paid off. You know, sure. it, they always end up paying off. You just got to put yourself out there. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing to do. It is, and yeah. uh, but the more, you, the more you do it, I, I like to say it feels better the more you do it. But it doesn't. It's kind of feels the same. You just have to do it, and yeah. then uh, you throw get out. Used to it, though. Yeah, get used to it. Throw yeah, out the bad it's still, stuff. It's, and keep, it's good. Uh, it, it's good energy, right? You know, you just yeah. got to harness it. You know, my, my husband's actually a performer, and um, oh, nice. that's, that's something he taught me is that you know, it, you're, the nerves never go away, but if you can harness that nerves and put it towards something positive rather than, you know, the, where you want to go negative, right? you can really do some great things. Yeah, that's a, that's good. Uh, do you mind me asking what kind of performer he is? Is, is it? Oh, he's, just, he's, just, he's, he's a singer. Nice. I sing yeah. a little bit myself. That's really cool. Yeah. Is that, uh, is he a part of the scene up there in Portland, Oregon? There's a lot going no, on. No, no, not so much. Not, you know, not me being in Austin, Texas, I got to ask that because that's a big part of what happens here too. So I like to take yeah, advantage yeah. of the local music scene as much as I can. And of course, in these times, that's really difficult. So it's, uh, yeah, I didn't know you're in Austin. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I've been here for what, about 14 years now, you know, and, uh, it's been a, it's been a wild ride here. A lot. It's a great town. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities between Austin and Portland. Is what I understand. Yeah, that's why I asked the question. I'm like, yeah. well, I bet yeah. you you're kind of going through the same things. Things in the town being a little bit different now. You know, not being able. To, how is that? Is is it opened up there as much? I know now here in Texas we're closing back down a little bit. How? Yeah, how I mean, we've kind of just halted on everything. We still yeah. have pretty low rates, but I think they're you know they're they're holding back on doing too much. We're 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 kind of stuck in the phase phase one phase. Yeah, thing. it gets confusing. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we can go out to eat, but we have, we generally sit outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's, it's, it's a different time. I know for performers, that's gotta be tough for people doing things like performing right now. Imagine. It's a, it's a whole yeah. new world for all of us, but yeah. So, so neat. Now the panel series you've been doing for how long now with women in 3d printing? Uh, so I just start. I started right after the quarantine started. So, okay. um, so I'm the ambassador for the Portland chapter of nice. women in 3d printing. Yeah. And what we do, so there's, there's over 60 chapters around the world. And what we were doing originally and how it was started was it was essentially just happy hours. So people in, you know, in yep. your town, you'd get together for drinks and just chat with people. But then in my, my local chapter here in Portland, I started doing panels um, and they were, uh, I called them pub panels because we usually do them at a bar somewhere. Yeah. And we get, you know, some women, um, you know, I had a bunch of great panels, you know, with people from HP and 3D systems and carbon. And, um, and then everyone would come out and we'd all have drinks and, and do the panel. But then when the quarantine happened, obviously I couldn't do that anymore. And so I really wanted to still continue. And I felt like, honestly, I, rec- I, I saw it as an opportunity to really then get some really true, like 
really top-notch speakers because once it's once we have Zoom, anyone can talk anytime. Yeah. So for that very first one I did, it was the leadership panel. Um, and we had Marie Langer, who was in Germany. Yeah. And then Deborah as well, who was also happened to be in Germany at the time. And Dara Tresseter, who was down in the uh, Bay Area. So we got to have this fantastic panel. Yeah. A, and it was, it was, again, it was an opportunity that came out of the fact that we were under quarantine. Yeah, so that was a great that one. Was, that was the very first one. Yeah, that, I, was, I was there when that was live, and then I've watched it since. Uh, it's a, it is a good one. There's a lot of great information in there coming from all the leaders. So, yeah, it's good yeah. to see that type of stuff. Um, and and yeah. this new one you have coming up, it's just specifically for aerospace. Is that correct? Yeah, so the idea is we're going to try to, you know, change the topic every month. It's once a month and change the topic every month. Um, and the one that's coming up here on the 21st is aerospace. So mm. we have the chief engineer from GE Aviation, chief engineer from uh, Boeing. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, Ellie Fu from Relativity Space. Sure. So it's going to be it's going to be a good one. And then after that, we're going to do one on sustainability. Nice. So that one's going to be. I'm pretty excited about that. And that one actually came out of after the first one. I emailed everyone who had attended the first one and said, "Hey, you know, what do you want to hear? What do you want to listen? You know, because I, I want to I want to make sure that it's something people are interested in." So yeah. the sustainability one was the one that a lot of people came back and said, "Hey, let's I'd love to see one on sustainability." So um, that one uh, will be in August. Any sneak peek into some of the speakers? Are there anybody arranged yet? Yeah, or? we actually, we have, um, it's a new, uh, we have, it's the American uh, or Additive Manufacturing Green Trade Association. Yes. She's the executive okay. director for that. Yep. Awesome. We have Cindy. Talk to her a little uh, bit. Uh, oh, you have talked to her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, we have Cindy, who's the global head of marketing at Henkel, and okay. Ellen Jankowski, who was just recently named the chief uh, Sust- sustainability and social impact officer at HP. Nice. So it should be pretty interesting. I wanted to make sure we got a kind of a, for all these panels, I want to try to get some amount of diversity in terms of roles, companies, uh, you know, so we can get differing points of view. So I thought having a materials uh, provider and having the machine builder and then the the nonprofit was a nice round. Yeah, that is. People. That is a good group. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yes. So the next one is July 21st, right? The aerospace panel coming up on July 21st. Yes. And uh, that's a that's a Tuesday, if I'm right about that. I think it falls on Tuesday. Yes, yeah, something like that. Where's the, where's the calendar um, when you need it? Yeah, yeah, that day. Uh, yeah, so that'll be good. I'll definitely put a link to that in our conversation here. And uh, oh, looking, cool. okay. looking forward to seeing it. Anything else that uh, that's going on right now that you'd like to share while you're here? Um, well, the only other thing that's come up is we've recently announced. So, uh, as you mentioned, I'm on the board of directors for Women in 3D Printing. Yeah. Um, and we're uh, recently announced the uh, our very first annual conference that's going to be next January. Right. And that actually was intended, we've been planning it for a while, and it was originally intended to be a live conference in person in Denver. But again, with everything that's going on, we're just January, we're not so sure. Um, you know, so many companies right now are still, you know, have extended travel restrictions through next February, we've been told. So we decided to make that one virtual. And it's actually, again, it's kind of, I think it's working out to be better um, as a result because we can have so many more people can attend now. Um, we're expecting, you know, several thousand people to sign up for that. We have some amazing speakers that we've been able to get on board, again, because it's all virtual. And we're going to use that same platform like, that we use for the virtual panels. So we're going nice. to have a lot of networking involved as well. So that's really exciting. That's going to be next January. Yeah, and that's that. That's a little bit different because of the you know doing the virtual events now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know now we're doing the long term planning. You know everything was kind yeah. of been, been th- forced or thrown online uh, for the most part. Um, but now it's the long term planning of these events, yeah. and then that's where it's going to start to get really neat because uh, you know maybe well, we just, with- it gives us an opportunity to get some amazing speakers. You know, right? We have to, yeah. We, you know, we're talking to an astronaut that we want to have speak. You know, we're talking to um, a lot of you know some a lot of senior leaders. You 
they're, they're all on the website. It's type, yeah. type T-I-P-E, 3dprinting.com. Perfect. Um, and you can see all the speakers we've already got signed up. And so it's just the, the potential is, is massive because then we can just get people from all over the world. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be great because it, it gives us a lot of exposure because the very first one. But next year, we are going to planning, you know, the, or the following year, we're planning on making it a live event because sure. we still want to have, you know, if we can, you know, I, I miss going to AMO. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Seeing everyone. It's, I, I was saying to someone just the other day, you know, it's kind of like I think when you're in the industry and you get to know enough people going to those events, it's kind of like a family reunion, you know, and I really miss that. I miss I miss seeing everybody. Yeah, it is. It's different. It's different this year for everybody. But I think that like we're saying, you know, opening up our cameras here a little more Mm -hmm. and just sharing what we're going through, I think, as it goes and trying to also share all the knowledge that's happening in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. There's so much going on and it is interesting. So I feel so lucky and grateful that I have that to focus on and, and to Try to yeah, improve things and I think, going on. as I said, I think we're getting, we're sharing a lot more almost in a weird sort of way because of it. Yeah, it's that's been, true. It's been a weird blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit to something to learn out of it is, hey, uh, we need to be a little more open with our conversations because some great things happen from them. So, uh, well, and I think it'll be really interesting to see, you know, once we go back to being able to go to live events and things again, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how much of this continues. And I hope it does continue. And I think it will to some degree because. You know, and it, even to some degree with regards to people working remotely, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, opening that up a lot more. And now everyone, we've all been forced to get used to working with Zoom and Google Hangouts and, you know, all the different platforms that we all use. And so I think it's going to be a lot easier going forward to, to continue doing this um, in conjunction with also having live events. But it'll, it, I think it'll be a nice balance. Yeah, yeah, it remains to be seen, but I think it's, positive there it doesn't seem like it's doing anything negative by doing this at all it's adding to the community adding to the conversation and keep things more open so more of it you know yeah yeah i mean i'm a ridiculous silver lining person i can find a silver lining in anything (laughs) yeah it's the same thing i can i could why focus on the negative when there's always some positive that we can try to make more of so that's that's kind of where i stay stay focused on the positive (laughs) yeah Well, good, Kristen. It's been wonderful talking to you. Again, um, looking forward to the event. It's uh, July 21st, and I'll definitely include a link into that and to some more events coming in, Women in 3D Printing. So uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. All right. You have a good day. Okay. Take care. Come on.